Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Chasing the Whimsy. I am Ben and we have Liam. Welcome back, Liam. Where were you last week? Um, school started back up and uh didn't want her to come over because I wanted to <laughs> you know, just kinda get back into the swing of things. Okay. Yeah. Um did you listen to last week's episode? So uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what are we doing? What did you do this week? I know school started. Wrestling's back. What does that mean? High school season's about to start. What does that mean? The high school season's about to start. Practicing every day. Thank you. Again. <laughs> um, Matches, meets, or is it just the practice? Like the, Just practice for us junior high kids okay, and some so, Saturday tournaments. So even though it started, it's basically preseason for you. Or off-season, but... Prep. Harder. Okay. Alright, fair enough. Anything else going on? Not currently. No. I mentioned last week that we were supposed to be doing some live streaming. Have you done any live streaming? No. <laughs> Alright. So I, last week I talked a little bit about JJ. I sent you the uh, the recording. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Yes. What did you think? The first episode was good. His, um... He, like... Flipped a switch in his mind, and he started getting a lot better at, like, telling a story. Because he sat there for, what, 18 minutes? Yeah, it was, like, 18 minutes long. It was, like, really crazy, because, like, on the podcast, when he's been on, um, he's, uh, he's, like, conversationally awkward a little bit. Um, but he's gotten better over the, the three up, three-ish episodes he's been on. So, conversationally, he's getting better, but, you know, you could tell a little bit, like, uh, distracted or you know his focus is not there but when he was when he recorded his Yellowstone story he went to straight storytelling like he the because the 18 minutes was the um the origin story yeah like the like how he turned himself into a superhero you know and stuff um and kind of just made a story out of like thoughts like, because you said he didn't have any paper, right? Nothing just, was written down. It was just all out of his mind. And he sat there and talked for 18 minutes about this. It was that. It was good, too. Uh, it, the vocabulary that he was using, uh-huh. the, very descriptive. I went over there this week and was just like, it's the best. Like, he gave uh, nine. I have like nine or ten of these recordings of his. Uh, so the first four, far, first five. I told JJ, I was like, these are the best storytelling I've ever listened to. And he was excited and happy about it. Um, I did give him some critiques on the back half, on the on the, the last five. We will have to get him on, though, soon to talk about maybe some of the problems and stuff. Uh, next week he should be on because of his, uh, his birthday. Oh, sweet. So we get that birthday episode and probably a Yellowstone update on him, uh, on his yeah. side? Or if, uh, I mean, for his birthday, I know he's going to want to talk about it, so we might just extend his birthday episode a little bit and just let him go. Uh, We could do a Um, two-parter. I don't know, because we have anybody following us on Instagram, which is... Chasing Whimsy, right? No, Chasing the Whimsy. Chasing the Whimsy, okay. I posted, I had a post for upcoming guests, Jay Sarge, Ming Chen... And we want them on a specific episode. So I think when we map it out. I think they're locked in too, right? 
Uh, yeah, so we just got to figure out the dates. And we got maybe a couple more, you know, maybe. We're hoping. We're hoping to get some guests around that same time, but those are going to probably air like mid-February. So uh, I don't mind doing... I mean, it would be nice to give JJ... Oh, no, no, no. Here's what we do. Is we do his birthday episode, and then maybe we record like an intro, and then we play his 18 minutes. And then that way he has the intro into... Here's what... Maybe, and then play uh, for his birthday. We give him uh, episode one of the Yellowstone Project. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to start something too uh, soon. Something like that, right? What do you mean? We have a lot of, pro- we have a lot of projects, but which one, is, uh, which one are you thinking? Like Kind of making our own story, too. Okay. So he is Yellowstone, and, you know, we have um, maybe... Um, we're working on some stuff. Because so. he's got, like, the bows, the swords, and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, when we gave the recorder to JJ, we were like, let's come up with, like, a little bit of a, a story for ourselves, too. Just so... I had no idea. I thought it would be, like, like a companion uh, story. Not necessarily, like, com- like, the same story. But, like, oh, he's doing a story. We're also going to do a story so that way we can, like, collab a little bit. We can share the process that we have with each other. He's already way for he's way further ahead storytelling-wise than we are. So, like, Well, <laughs> we did we did practice yeah, one, we, which I really enjoy, but you're never going to hear that. No, Well, he – there's two different processes. Like, with you and me, when we were talking about it, we recorded for almost 40 minutes. But we were just describing – like what the world looks like and what the people look like, and, and a little bit of the origin story. But it was it was the, the origin, right? But no story, story no storytelling right. at all. Where JJ just was like, boom, hit the ground running, and he's episode like, episode one. This is what how it happened. Yeah, you know? let me just tell you what my story looked like. I'm just going to tell you the story. Like I'm not no prep. Welcome to Yellowstone. Here's what we're doing, and just tells this amazing story. So hopefully we can get that out for you guys all to listen to. Uh, in the next week or two. And what else do we got going on? Let's see. Merch. What kind of merch we got out there? We got some new stuff, too. We got some stickers. Some Chasing the Whimsy stickers. Put on your water bottle. You know? Yeah. Put some. Maybe on a bag. Hey, wherever you want. Walls. Put it on a wall. Put it on a wall. Tag it. Take a picture of it and just tweet and Instagram that stuff out. Picks, there's picks ones, and then there's the obviously the duo, the two. Yeah, uh, I think what we'll do is um, when you buy a any of the tokens, the we have the pumpkin one still uh, available. So when you buy one, I'll give you a free sticker and just start giving those out. Um, I think we're gonna try to go to a con in a couple of weeks, and we're just gonna start handing them out a little bit. So, but yeah, so if anybody wants to. Uh, look at some of the merch that we have available. You can go to our website, chasingthewimsy.com. Uh, so, Liam, on this website, here's how boomerish, boomer I am. Ready? Mm-hmm. I was like, this website's cool. And I, I get on it and I play with it a little bit. And I always had the one page. I was like, man. This, by the way, updated. Looks amazing now. Right? So, I was on there. I was playing with it. And I was like, why am I paying so much money? for like a one page website. I'm like, well that doesn't seem right or fair. Oh, 
little did I know, top right corner, plus line, add page. <laughs> so, so uh, huge, huge updates to the web page now. Uh, we have the, the the main page. You can scroll down. Check you got, out your blog. Yeah. But now there's a, on the top, we got a special tab for the blog. Special tab for Whimsy Gaming. Ooh. We're going to start putting up some of your videos. Uh, there's a merch button on there. Uh, and some photos. You know, I saw that. The gallery. Um, on the merch, if you scroll down, there's an order on the very top. You just hit order, and it's going to open up the email. And then in the email, you just put in what you want. Give me your address. I'll reply back to you within a day or so. We'll work out um, the totals. And we'll get everything shipped out to you in a couple Please of days. Please email my dad. He's lonely. He's, I, he said a day. He's going to respond in 10 minutes. I'm not, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of activity on the socials. And there's a lot of, like, views to the website. But nobody in there, nobody's emailing me. It's so weird. So, let's, let's do, let's do a little, a little idea. If you guys are interested in merch, go to the website, order through the website, dollar off. Dollar off. Dollar off. What is that? 15%-ish. Ooh. Yeah. $7 for a gnome, $6 now. Wow. Yeah, let's do that. Or and you could do like a giveaway maybe or something. The full package. Not going to give anything away until someone starts emailing me. All right, there you go, guys. <laughs> give Giveaway starts if you email them. Uh, the other thing on there is whimsy quotes. I have this really fun idea. Kind of goes back to uh, like the TikTok stuff, the shorts. Uh, it's just a scrolly. You guys like everybody's just like scrolling now. So what I want to ask everybody: tweet, Instagram, email, email me. What is your favorite moment or quote? And what episode did it come from? Send that to me, and I'm gonna put it on that whimsy quotes page. And we're just gonna collect all of everybody's favorite moments, so you guys can just uh, scroll through Time it every once in a while. Timestamp it. But yeah, you just scroll all the way. You, you pull it up, and you just keep scrolling and be like, "Oh, I remember that moment. Oh, I remember that moment." Huh? Uh, there's one on there right now. Violet, she likes the uh, episode, the the quote. I'm gonna see if I remember it. I'll have it pulled up. It's Liam. It was your five minute mundane. Mm-hmm. Mom, make my lunch. I get my lunch. I open it. It's peanut butter and jelly. Dot dot dot. It's following me, and she loves that. Was her, that's her favorite moment? Who's Violet? Girl from work. Oh, I don't know. Does it matter? I just it, anybody can email me, and I don't care. <laughs> can I make fake accounts and email you? I don't care. Just so we can build it up, but don't tell me it's fake. <laughs> well, let's see what else is going on. Uh, so I got the website updated. I'm doing some fun stuff with the whimsy quotes. Post, uh, I'm so sorry. Hey, can you all just email me and let me know what you think of Liam's volumes? Because he's messing with this mic for days. <laughs> like, I'm not, I can't even play with his volumes anymore. Like, how professional is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like up and down. Sometimes you can't even hear him. I'm not going to edit it anymore. The when I on the website, so when I update the blog, 
I wrote, there's uh, two, like two very long pages I did with, uh, about JJ. Hidden Secret in Yellowstone and something else Yellowstone. But I kind of talked a little bit about giving him the recorder, the map, and just listening to this kid. And just like, you hear him and you're like, all right, conversationally, he's a little bit weird. He's a little quiet. Uh, he's very fidgety. He's all over the place. His volumes are all over the place. Uh, hard to form to focus. And I was talking about, like, I had no idea that when I got these recordings back that he was going to give me the best story telling I've, I've heard in, in forever. I, in the blog, I uh, equated it to, like, a Kevin Smith-ish. Because Kevin Smith, I like his stories. He keeps me <laughs> engaged. Um, but Neil Gaiman, I, I put him up there with like Neil Gaiman, where he inflections in the voice, good vocabulary, very descriptive. Um, and then the second post, I kind of jump into like, how do, how do I keep encouraging him without like giving him too much praise? Because like, I worry like, do I get to a point where I'm like, oh, you're doing so good, and he's just like, mm, I just won't do anything anymore since I'm already doing great. Like, does he start looking for shortcuts? And then some of the other concerns I had was this like, if he's too self-aware uh, of what's going on and what I'm trying to do with with this story, I didn't tell him any of the the projects that I have for it, but if he knows I'm working on other projects, does it, I just don't want his, whatever his process is. Like when you guys listen to it next week, uh, probably the Thursday after uh, Halloween, uh, his birthday episode. No, we have Halloween. Then his birthday episode, whenever it comes out, it'll be out very soon. But when you listen to it, I just didn't want to affect his process. Like what is it that he's doing to give me all this amazing storytelling. And I just don't want to, uh, to to mess with that. So I gotta be careful on how, like, how do I approach him and how do I, you know, give him corrective feedback without him overreacting to it or, uh, you know, it's, I just don't wanna mess with this process. Cause I think there's something special with what he's doing. And I just don't want. For an eight year old too. It's pretty good for an eight year old. I like it. So. You haven't live streamed. You had a break. You worked through some kinks. I put out some. Did you see any of the videos I put out? Pokemon one, Rusty Lake, Cube Escape Seasons. I did the first half, and I think I'm gonna do the second half tonight. Uh, but there's a couple of videos that have no sound. <laughs> Loop it up there for the memories. Well, it's a it's a process. So. It was, um, one of, it was one of those things where I need to record it and then I can go back and look at it so I can see, uh, make sure, like, if there was or isn't sound, what it's catching. Because uh, I had to do it on my phone for a little bit. So then, like, it records everything on my phone. So I got to make sure, like, I'm not getting texts or phone calls or mm-hmm. you guys are looking at all my, my text messages or my credit cards. And so. Uh, my TikTok coins, you know. Right. So it's a, it was a process, but the I did one last night he, um, that was the whole first half. Yes. Uh, it's like, what, 20 minutes? I couldn't watch it. It was like your stream was like glitchy and whatever. But what's, what's your uh, username so you we can maybe watch you stream? Oh, I don't know. Right now it's Loveless717. Underscore 717, I think. Uh, no underscore. 
and I and um, if you want to watch more online stuff, maybe some like Fortnite, maybe coming soon. You know, um, you can expect like streams six p.m. Um, if you can come up with like a consistent schedule, like every Tuesdays and Thursdays at six o'clock for an hour, we can put that on the website and and, and send out reminders to everybody. Uh, send out tweets and everything, but because I think right now it's Whimsy Gaming thirty seven. Yeah, Liam is Whim- Whimsy Gaming thirty seven. We want to try and get you your own slight like gaming identity, so you can start doing whatever it is. With like, my, my duo, you know. Yeah, whatever your your you teens do, and then me and Spencer, you know, I, he's got his family listening now. I think. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, that's actually really cool. Liam, Liam got someone. Well, <laughs> he like he um, we got on one day and he was just um. He was like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I've listened to like all your stuff. I actually really like the podcast, you know, it's, he, oh, he messaged me on uh, Spotify. He did? Yeah. And he emailed me. That guy's, that guy talks to me more than you do. <laughs> well, I respond back with like half of the, knowing what the things you said. Right. Uh, so yeah, take a look at the YouTube, uh, uh on Twitch. I think they disappear after seven days, so I'm exporting them all back onto the YouTube channel, chasing the whimsy right now. So we'll we'll keep those updated. But once we kind of iron some things out, Liam and I've mapped out some ideas for some walkthroughs, um, some commentary on More some other story games. games, you know. Yeah. Um, and then if he does play Fortnite, um, I can jump on and commentate on a couple of them or just live stream with them. I'm going to try to keep uh, my live streams going pretty consistent. Like I said, I do mine on my phone, so I have it set up uh, that I can just twitch from my phone. So uh, I figure when I on my breaks, when I'm at work, I can take 15 minutes and just pound out a couple of them, you know, a couple of minutes here and there. And you can make, like, YouTube shorts out of that. Oh, I could do YouTube shorts. Because yours, like, just pop up on people's and, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's what you've been watching. So, like, say people have been looking up, like, Pokemon or something. Right, right. And you post, like, a Pokemon thing. Like, that's how you get, like, noticed. Like, that's how people find you is because, like, they go on your, um... Because, like you said, everyone likes to scroll. Right, right. So they're going to see, oh, Chasing the Whimsy, they do Pokemon. They click on your channel. They do Pokemon uh, oh, story okay. games. And then it, it uh, the algorithm shows Pokemon so that way when they get leave shorts and start looking through the regular feed more whimsy stuff is going to come up because of the Pokemon so they're they're tracking all the Pokemon content but when you go to the 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 main feed they're like well you like Pokemon slash whimsy so we're going to give you whimsy all right yeah I can start doing some shorts it'll be fun let's see so now that we're we're live streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm slowly getting better at it. I think Twitch made me sign up. No, the website made me sign up for Facebook. I have no idea how to use Facebook. It's the same thing as Instagram, just more. Boomer. It, it looks weird. I don't like any of it. Yeah, I deleted Facebook. It's just, it's just more boomer. Like I need, like I need it for the website. So I was like, all right, I have one. I don't know what it means, but uh, that's you where guys- your grandmas yeah. and your. Your 50 and older aunts will find us, you know? All right. Well, I don't put my name on it. <laughs> so um, if you guys uh, are on Facebook uh, regularly, uh, search for us. Like me. 
friend me or follow me or whatever. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> Please like me. Uh, so now that we're, we're YouTubing, um, you mentioned uh, the older demographic uh, might not be as hip to technology you, yeah. or, or the different ways of streaming. Because I know uh, we hear a lot of older people like confused, like why do kids like Instagram? Why do they, they like all these 30 second like content? So now that we're starting to dive into YouTube, my mom, for example, I don't think she YouTubes at all. So anybody who doesn't YouTube, we want you guys to come watch us on YouTube. What other things could they do on YouTube other than just whimsy? Well, the main people are, you know, right now is obviously Mr. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast, I think what's so cool about him, like, so, uh, Grandma, how do you sell YouTube slash Mr. Beast to Grandma? Or any other Grandma? Uh, say it again. How do you sell to your Grandma or a Grandma or any other Grandmas listening that don't YouTube or know who Mr. Beast is? Like, what's your sales pitch? Like, how do you, how do you say you should watch some of his videos because of... Well, he's, like, kind of a really unique guy. I mean, he does things from going uh, seven days on a raft to some of his older videos, like, counting to, a, like, a million. That's what he did. Okay. But is that appealing to a grandma? No. But if you go, er if, I think if you go further back, like, some of his early stuff, like, when you first showed me him, he did all those really cool, he's a He's the biggest YouTuber right now, and the like. He's up there in like the top three, but he's doing so much weird stuff right now. But if you go back to his early, early stuff, um, I think that maybe a grandma would like kind of appreciate is how generous he is. Like he does all these like weird money challenges, challenges. money challenges. But it, even before then, it was like he would go to a department store, like Walmart, and it was like, "Hey, lady, here's some tape." Make a circle on the floor. And then he says, anything you can fit in the circle in the next four minutes, I'll pay for. And it's kind of interesting to see, like, this, these reactions of, like, these uh, these mothers or these parents that are like, no, you can't be real. And then, like, yeah, he's like, do it. And then they start. That was, like, when he had, like, 20 million subscribers. And, like, I'd have to check his sub count now because it's, like, a million every day, it seems like. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because... And those videos, people are putting him in, and then like they're starting to cry because they're like, "I can't believe I'm going to get the three thousand dollars worth of stuff from this box." And then he's like, "That's not big enough," and he'll make it bigger. He's he's a really generous guy. I mean, one of my um, favorite videos. He has like a bunch of channels. He has like Mr. Beast. Um, I don't know how to say, it, but it's like Phil Philosophy, I think. Philanthropy. Uh, I'm not good with that word. Philanthropy. Yeah, but in that one, I, th I think it might have been on his main channel. Actually, it was. This is new, especially when he, mm -hmm. like he's like getting the million, a hundred million subscribers and stuff. He cured a hundred people's blindness, which is usually a bunch of money, and it's like okay, so he's donating a bunch of money to help people. He, like he's not walking around like touching people's eyes and like you're cured. He's actually 
getting a doctor to do it. Okay, so and, he's paying and, for people's procedures to get whatever surgery they need done. And then uh, that other channel, he has videos and on top of videos, like going to Africa, and he built um, them the nicest playground ever because they usually don't have playgrounds. Yeah, he's he's global now. It's, it's cr- I think he's a really fun one. Uh, you don't necessarily have to get into any of like his challenge videos, but like you said, his philanthropy, whatever that word whatever. is. Uh, like, he does a lot of good with the money that he makes. Like, he's making a grip of money. He's donated so much money to, like, food banks. I mean, there was um, a video where he went to, like, a children's hospital, and he just bought PlayStation on PlayStation, toys on toys on toys, you know? And just being a really generous guy, especially with all those views and stuff, because, you know, you would usually think people would change after, you know, money's right. in their hands. Well, and then even now that he's, like, global... He's funny because now he's he, he's only big on like YouTube, but he's this like global name. So when he goes to like these red carpet events, he sees like The Rock and he's like, um, let's play paper, rock, scissors. And if you win, I'll, I'll donate 10000 to wherever you want. And he just throws this money around just donating it because that's what he wants to do. And it's crazy because some of these interviews he does is like he he's not one of those high life people. He lives in like a normal neighborhood right. and a normal people. And he said if he was able to have a billion dollars he would say he would say bring my friends to mars and stuff right like just video idea on top of video idea on top right. of video idea like one of my recent like my recent favorite is the one where he looked at the nicest cars in the world mm-hmm. and he like spent like 10 million just to rent it and then like that's he's already made profit off of because it's like the views he gets because the, i don't think you know this but he has mr beast Mm-hmm. Mr. Beast Espanol, Mr. Beast, like, all these languages. And he's getting the views from that channel, that channel, that channel. Well, what was funny, interview I was listening to, he talked about expanding his his brand international. So he m- meets with all the people that do his uh, his dubbing. So they'll watch his videos, and, th- and then they'll... So he knows his voice actor. So in Japanese, he knows the Japanese people. And he got into like understanding their process and the attention to detail. Like they watch all of his videos so that they can get his mannerisms correct and, and try to get as close to him in the Japanese language. So, uh, mm-hmm. I think Mr. Beast is a fantastic one. He's a good one to fall down a rabbit hole on. I also think if I was going to tell a grandma to watch mm-hmm. YouTube, I'm thinking Mark Rober. What is, what's special about this guy? He's like, he used to be, I think it was like a NASA, NASA guy, right? And he does these like crazy videos. Like the, I think the one he has the most views is like the elephant toothpaste one that he did with Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he like filled the house in with elephant toothpaste. I think I showed you that one. So, so he's a scientist. Scientist. And he does these crazy things like um, um, made a squirrel do parkour because uh-huh. of their their brains and um, like building like building stuff that you wouldn't think would like be able to be built like he did like um, quicksand I think it was okay. like a sand and he filled his pool like a pool with it and then while doing it he like explains like what's going through his brain he's like so then you have to do this right so then you have to do like the h2o and, and this o2 something and then 
you. So he like low key teaches you something while blowing something up or shooting something or dropping something. Making content. Okay. Uh, what other kind of content do you think uh, a grandma would like? And this is not necessarily just a grandma's. I mean, anybody can watch these things, but I think everybody knows most of these people. But if you don't do YouTube, we're just reinforcing Mr. Beast. The Mark Rubber? Yeah. Uh, what else? What do you think about Grandma? What do you think she would like? Well, she does like... Hmm. She likes, like, true crime yeah. stuff. Like, and a bunch of people use, like... Because usually, like, there's documentaries on mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, you get these documentaries that are, like, 20 minutes long that does better than a, a documentary on Netflix that's an hour and 30 minutes. Right. And they go, like... And they go deep dive... Like hard deep dive, and, and some do- of them they're like the brain waves and stuff, and they're like this guy was thinking this, this and that, and they like bring the interviews in, and they're like, so this is what this guy said he did and why he did it, right? And usually grandma like likes watching stuff like that, and I feel like she would appreciate some of the documentaries, especially since they're only twenty to thirty minutes long sometimes. Okay, so they're nice because uh, con- I remember growing up. She got me into like uh, the like Lifetime movies, so we'd watch these weird, not weird, but we'd watch these like movies about uh, who was uh, Tracy Thurman. I think in the seventies, uh, just a woman uh, married a man who was just like crazy abusive, and spoiler alert, like this man like stalkers, and then ends up like stabbing her a bunch of times. It's really graphic in the. It's weirdly graphic for a Lifetime movie, but it takes like two and a half hours to tell this story. But if we watch a true crime on it, now they can just focus on like the the relationship. Like, where did the husband come from? Where does the wife do? How did the relationship like escalate to where it was? The uh, the effects after the attack um, and any laws that change. So they kind of go like really deep dive on it. I like the, I like the nine 11 ones that some people do. Okay. Um, like, especially like since you mentioned like the aftermath Mm -hmm. and like just watching the growth and the downfall and the ups and the downs. And I think most of these, most of these do like a, how are they doing now? You know? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, true crime, I think, is fantastic because we watched the uh, the OJ. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> that freaked you out, man. That first, uh, what was it? It was on FX. Uh, it was the American it was the trash can scene. It was the, it was episode one, which is the basically the murder. So we're watching it, and Liam's just the bloods everywhere, and you know, just like I, a, I didn't think it was going to get that bad, but it was FX, and I was like, oh, I guess I probably should have known it was going to go that bad. Well, it was it was also kind of like the effects, like how it's like, uh, and you were young too. You're like yeah how old is i dad i don't know i think i was close four or five no i don't think yes it was that bad. yes no talk i don't look at it because um i was like watching it and it was like the effects they did like you know those shots where it's like a neighborhood and you see like the trash can and like mm-hmm. you know like you know the the wife the the girlfriend's body's in there and you're like oh and then you see the random guy driving in the car and you only see his mouth and stuff and it just it gave me that. It gives you like that feeling, and it just kind of freaks you out, you know. And I feel like that's another thing that some of these true crime documentaries and shows do. How old were you five years ago? Eight. See, it wasn't that bad. What? <laughs> uh, 
oh, you were probably seven or eight. Uh, but no, I think true crimes are fantastic. I mean, they're 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 fascinating just to kind of see, uh, you know, what goes through these people, man. Because I mean, and it's weird. Like that's all we see on the news now. Did OJ just, do it? I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> Didn't he write a book on like if uh, I was a killer, how I no, would have done it? Uh, what was it? If I did it. If I did it, this is how I no, would have done it. No, if you. So he writes the book. If I did it, and. Because he lost the civil case, he can't make money off of that book. So all the money ended up going to the, the families, right? Well, what the families ended up doing, which was very it was kind of funny, is they took the book cover. And the title is, If I Did It. But when you look at the book cover, it just says, I did it. And the if is in super, super small print. Oh. in the eye so that way it kind of looks like on the shelf it's like i did it oj simpson um i don't know nice man way it, to sell it <laughs> right so okay um so we got halloween coming up i you heard a listen i made you listen to a couple of these stories have you ever heard of creepy pasta before today no i fell down this rabbit hole of like creep like so creepy pasta goes back to like early, early 1990s, early, late 1990s, like, like early internet days. So maybe a couple in like early 2000s, like mostly, I think like the two, like 2003, 04, um, tens. No, earlier than that. Like, like super, super early into the internet. But what they were are these stories, like these short stories of, like, but they're they're weird and creepy. There's some like eerie, very eerie. Um, they ones in the back used to tie it into like a YouTube channel, like in the early days of YouTube. So there would be like the story, and then they're like, check out this web, check out YouTube, and it kind of like adds to like, and then the YouTube videos like just weird creepy faces and bloody walls or God knows what, but just weird and creepy. Um, so anybody, cause I talked to a couple of people at work this week and I was like, Hey, what are you guys doing for Halloween? And they're like, nothing. We're just like hanging out with the kids. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, I fell down this, down this rabbit hole of creepy pasta. Like, well, what is that? I'm like, it's all these like weird, like they almost seem like campfire stories. Like if you were going to be out camping and you guys were going to tell these stories, like these are the, like, they're weird. Um, we had the one we listened to today guy was like. I'm going to move out of my mom's house. I'm going to start living by myself, but I want to, st I want to be more of a night person. So I'm going to sleep. Like it was weird. Like it was like nocturnal and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just going to be a nocturnal guy. So I'm only going to be awake during the day. And the, the way that the story plays out is he gets this random, mysterious email. There's definitely going to be spoiler in the title. <laughs> right. And it's like, he gets an email, but he doesn't know who, who it came from. And that's how all these like creepy pastas start is you get all these people who just stumble upon or they get this mysterious phone call, this mysterious email. And so he gets this email about these uh, like these pills that will help you keep you awake. And he's like, I don't know how to get these pills. So he emails them and he emails them. And finally, he gets a hold of these guys, this website, whoever emailed them, and they send him these pills and he takes them and he's like, oh, and he's blogging about it. He's like, oh, I love it. Um, I'm way more focused. I'm awake. 
Um, but I have a sensitivity to the light now. I get these bad headaches when I get in the light. Yeah, it's, it, this one got really weird. I mean, could you maybe, like, tell, like, the... Ch- the oh, I'm going to spoil the whole thing, man. <laughs> oh, I, th- I was going to, like, say maybe they could, like, look it up themselves and, you know... There's so many of these creepypastas. Like, I... Because I, the video you showed me, it was, like, a compilation of, like... Yeah. Like, 12, and I think the guy's name was, like, Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow. Uh, he's got a bunch of them on there. But, like, this guy... He, he's bit I think he he blogs like he's been awake for like nine days or seven days or something right and scientifically like your body needs to sleep like your brain needs that that sleep so that you way go mentally insane right so he's just blogging he's having a good time I have a sensitivity to light and then all of a sudden it's like I'm watching TV and he's like hallucinating these images on this on this TV and he starts panicking and freaking out. Like, why is this like? Because it was like a, I think it was like Lifetime. The the the, the channel was, and it was like, why would that? Why why would they be like showing this brutal like gruesome, yeah. um, you know, like, like movie, you know? And it was like, so and, he, and he's like, uh, so he's typing it and he's blogging it and you're reading it and he's just like, and he's in his head and he's just like, I don't understand what's going on, and then, it stops and then like a narrator comes in and was like. Joseph, and it. Uh, no, it it came in and he was like he was like, instead of reading it from a blog because that's right. what, how he communicated to his like people. Instead of reading it from a vlog, you were reading it from a police report, and it was like yes, and it was like, he, it wasn't hallucinations. He was murdering his dad. Right. It, oh, it was like Joseph dies because cops tried to get him to stop, and they never stopped. Uh, he didn't stop, and ended up. Uh, approaching the police and they had to shoot him and kill him. But but the story was, what's going on? What's on the TV? But in reality, he's like eating his dad's brains and, and like it was a weird. It's like a weird story. They're just weird, you know. And like if you're looking for like a good storytelling, creepy, since it's the Halloween season, you know, I recommend like creepy pasta. Creepy. You know? I think uh, I remember creepy pasta a little bit back in the day. Really. Um, but people, you can still, now what they have, they can still submit stories and they have like hundreds of these stories. Um, you can read them or there's a, normally a link, uh, to the YouTube channel, creepypasta.com on YouTube and they'll have a video and they'll get some professional voice actor to narrate the, the story. So if you're looking for anything like really creepy to really get you in the mood, um, any, any of you tween or teen girls out there having a Halloween party, uh, next weekend, pull up some creepy pasta, look at some weird names, and just click on them and just see what happens, man. They're they're weird. Like, thank God we had the lights on. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, there's some really fun ones. Like sometimes like, they're supernatural a little bit. Um, it's a cautionary tales of like uh, I read this one where this uh, chick was a figure skater and she goes online and googles herself and she gets a Wikipedia page and it's telling her future. So she's like, oh, I'm going to win tomorrow. So she keeps doing it. And she, because she's so obsessed with it, like the Wikipedia page, like the bad Wikipedia page, eventually starts like predicting bad things and people are dying. And then in, she goes online and she's like, what's going to happen next? And it's like she died alone. Credits. Like it's so weird. And then every once in a while, like these, the really good creepypastas have like these web pages or like some of these YouTube videos that go with it 
oh man, it's it's unnerving some of these. And for Halloween, check out Creepy Pasta. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's it's weird, but if you want something scary, Creepy Pasta is the way to go. Mr. Beast, Creepy Pasta man. <laughs> all right. Um, you got any other? Random. I think that's all we got for the some YouTube. So this is a couple of decent searches for for people to start on. So first search, chasing the whimsy. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Watch some weird videos with no sound. Maybe sound. Who knows? And then uh, yeah, check out some true crime, creepy pastas, uh, Mr. Beast. I think. Do you know what's really fun? Do you know why Grandma should know who Mr. Beast is? Why? Where does she work? And where does he sell his stuff? Walmart. Yeah. Feastables. So I don't know if they, I've, I don't know if he, I don't think I've ever seen a feastable there, but yeah, she might know who he is, because he partnered up with uh, Walmart for chocolate. She's like, yeah, he came here a couple weeks ago. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> so when I post this episode, do I get to like tag Mr. Beast and be like, dude, we talked about you like all day? How cool would that be if Mr. Beast is like, thanks, thumbs up? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Walmart? <laughs> Retweet. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, so Kelly came up with some ideas and some suggestions for some content. Have you ever heard of Wavelength? No. All right. So I got to finish researching it. Um, and I think we're going to try and bring more people into it, whether it be IM or live chat or whatever. But in theory, what happens is... Are you playing the game today? We're not going to play Wavelength today, but I think what, what Wavelength is, is you're the guesser. Okay. And then... Me and a bunch of people agree on a number, one through ten, and I'm going to say four. And then you, as the guesser, get to ask everybody one question, uh, favorite, or like you'll say movie or candy bar, soda, and we will give you an answer that we think is a four on a scale of one to ten. So, we, you say candy, and we're like, all right, he loves this candy. Which one does he eat but not, maybe? And then we go through the room, and then when everybody goes through, you have to try and guess four. So if we did, like, if you did TV shows, I can't be like Ted Lasso, and you're like, uh, obviously it's a 10, you'll <laughs> never get to four. Uh, so she threw out that game. I think that'd be kind of fun. I got to kind of work out the details on how that works entirely, but that's just the gist of it is... Coming soon, you know? It's kind of a... A, a fun interactive we can do that again with uh, the next full house uh, a full house the open house coming soon so we'll do an open house we got 13 people in here that, we'll, and we'll start guess. streaming you know we'll stream that boom that'd be awesome but the other one uh, that she mentioned that um, I noticed pod meets world did and I didn't really understand it and I don't like the way that they did it but whatever but uh, Kelly mentioned that uh, like there's this weird increase in drafts so i oh that reminds me i have a a youtube page that does ufc they're like all right this weight class um who's the best at this weight class i draft five you draft five okay so i choose you know volvanovsky i choose like islam and it's it's um it's actually really weird i didn't really notice how much like drafts are going on right well and so a regular what uh Give us a quick run through on what like a, an NFL draft is. So what is a draft? What are they trying to do in the NFL? For like the the YouTube standpoint, or just no, a draft? just just the real draft. They're trying to get you know like players to make their team better. Okay, so every team is uh, a certain order, 
and there uh, there's a pool of free agents and players that are available and now each team takes turns picking the, who they feel is the top player that's going to help their team right so i think today we're going to play we're going to play a draft we're going to do a draft today and we are going to pick um six we're going to do six ted lasso episodes so ted lasso i think layman will agree is one of the best shows we've seen in years. I, it's my favorite show that I've watched with you. So the the idea behind this draft is we're going to create a team of episodes. And he, we'll go one at a time. We're going to come up with our top six episodes. And on Spotify, I'll put a poll on there. So after you guys listen to the episode, if you've seen Ted Lasso, go on to Spotify and check... Who's te- which person picked the better six episodes out of the 34 episodes available? If you have not watched Ted Lasso, you need to watch Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, three seasons, 34, 36, 34 episodes. Just because it's soccer, it's 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 is as almost weirdly almost nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> uh-huh. It is the most heartfelt show. On television, uh, won all of the Emmys, best comedy, supporting actor, supporting actor, uh, main actor, uh, supporting actress, uh, main actress, uh, not ma- it's not main actress. What is it? Lead actress. Sorry. Um, cinematography. I think in two seasons, they racked up like twenty-two Emmys and like thirty nominations. So they are literally winning everything that they uh, are nominated for. So please, I would love for you guys to uh, watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's on Apple TV. Email me. I'll figure out how to get you guys uh, copies of it. (laughs) I'm like, I'll just go on. I'll do a family share. Wow, man. (laughs) Well, I do that with Courtney. Um, But it's an important show. I think it's, uh, kind of revolutionizing TV a little bit. Um, I think we have a, an episode that we recorded we've never even mentioned yet. Uh, one of the... Uh, oh, we never did it yet. The top 10 TVs? TVs. Um, I think it's an important show. I think it. what was interesting about it... Well, just a small breakdown real quick as we get into Ted Lasso. Is it is all heart. It's, it's one of the first times you see a main character that isn't an anti-hero. Like your Sopranos like house they give all these uh breaking bad like in the last like 15 years 10 years like we fell in love with these bad guys that justified their bad for a greater good ted lasso is nothing but good he's just like all heart all he's smiling a, and you know he's all positivity there's it's it's a feel good show so we're gonna take turns lamb's gonna go first <laughs> And we're going to go down the list, and we're going to pick our top six draft picks for best episodes of Ted Lasso. Um, we're going to give you the episode name, season episode, in case you guys want to go back and uh, refresh your memory in a very small uh, synopsis of what the episode was. All right, Liam, so what is your first pick of the Ted Lasso draft? Carol of the Bells. I... I 
Oh, I forgot to put the episode numbers on it. Uh, season two, episode four. Oh, okay. And um, how crazy would that be if I was right on that? Season two, episode six. Oh, it's episode six. Okay. No, I I was just oh. guessing. I was just guessing. So why 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 is that your your number one pick? Well, there was just so many good things about that episode. Well, um, spoilers. I just I, did you do it without a spoiler? No. Okay. Um, you know it's it's the first Christmas. Ted is away from his family. Okay. You know, the beginning is him on Facetime call with his son Henry. You know, Colin. You know, uh, got him a drone, and he's like, I want to go fly the drone. Hangs up. You know. Uh, and he doesn't talk to him for the rest of the day, so he's you know at his like apartment, you know, kind of sad. Well, you don't have to go deep dive. Like, let see, me do my own thing. You, you do your own thing. Lo- hey, hey, at least he's doing something. Let's go ahead. My bad. Yeah, my apologies. You know he's lonely, and then uh, you got Rebecca, his boss, who who cares for Ted. You know, knocks at his door and says, "Come with me. You're doing something." Um, and they they it's a very heartwarming show, like you said, and they go around um, town. Giving out presents yeah. to people because um, Rebecca wants to give back right. to the people and give the joy that she never had. So kids, I think, what was it? Kids wrote letters to Santa and she, Claus, and she was like the the male person. Yeah, the 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 elf delivering. Oh, sorry, Santa uh, forgot this huge bag of presents. Here you go, and giving them to all these kids, and kind of just giving back to the community, like you said. And and. While of that was going on, you got um, the Higgins. Higgins, the Higgins, you know, the Higgins every year, they they try and run something for the people who don't have families or someone or can't sick. go home for the families because it's soccer. So you have everybody from different countries coming in. Right. So they can't always go home for the and the they one can't. Day. They, so some people are alone alone for the holidays. So you got um, they usually they're like. Because the beginning, they're like, "What are you doing for Christmas?" And the Higgins were like, "Well, we open an open house be for everybody because you know um, they want to give back." And they're like, "Usually, you only get one or two. Right. And the first person who shows up is um, is um, the um, soccer players, yeah. um, and the soccer players, you know, playing with the kids, you know, having a good old time, texting them, telling other people to get over there, you know, and then like eventually, there's like the whole. Like the whole football team is just there. The whole locker room, and they're like they all brought food and stuff. They're all having a great time. Oh, um, it's yeah. It's like basically uh, a family family away from family. There was three stories going on in that episode, and the next story is (laughs) that was the best one. Okay, go ahead. And uh, this is where my funny moment is going to be. Is with Roy, Keely, and Phoebe. Um, Phoebe. Phoebe's mom works a lot because she works at a hospital. Right. And Phoebe um, couldn't spend Christmas uh, Eve with her mom. So um, they decide to um, take her. Um, and Roy and Keely had to set back their plans and stuff to, for um, Phoebe. And Phoebe hasn't talked to anybody because she got bullied at school for having bad breath. Right. And they both... Uh, Roy, first of all, they're like, come on, I've been in a locker room, you know, um, I've smelled worse. And he, he sits there for like a couple seconds after, you know, she breathes on, breathes him. on him and was like, oh, I think you're dying. And then just starts, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Keely being a caring person as she is, you know, um, is like, Roy, it's not that bad. And then she does the same thing 
and she sits there, and they both are just like, like kind of like mouth throwing up, and um, they're like, "Well, this is like this is not just normal. You need um, what's it called? This is like medical, right? Yeah, it's, this is not you having bad breath. This is like something wrong. Yes, yes, we need a doctor. So like they go around." knocking on people's doors asking do you have a dentist because it's christmas no one's open so they go on knocking on doors and stuff and you know they eventually find the dentist and because she had to take um medication because she's allergic to cats and she has this cat they're soulmates and and you know eventually they go to the kids who bullied her and you know um made note cards and told them to apologize and stuff. You know that whole thing was based off of uh, Love Actually? Have you ever seen the movie Love Actually? No. Uh, I don't... People love the movie. It's a, I guess it's a Christmas movie, and they people love it. I watched it. It's good. It's not as great as like everybody else thinks it is. What do I know? Uh, but yeah, but the part of that scene with the note cards was came from actually from another movie. And um, eventually... Rebecca and Ted make it to Higgins and they start singing and stuff and it's just like a heartwarming episode and we our tradition is we watch that episode mm-hmm. every year yep. at Christmas time. It's about if you can't be with family, you have other family. Yeah. So I don't have to spend Christmas with you this year? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you're going to go deep dive. I, uh, very good episode. It is probably the best episode there is. It is tied with like Yours? the one number two. Now, my first pick of the draft. It's not the best episode, but because this is a draft, it's not necessarily about like snagging all the best episodes. It's about creating this team of what is Ted Lasso. I have to go with the the pilot, season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. It introduces you to Ted Lasso, to Beard, Coach Nate. Beard. Uh, they come in from the U.S. to coach soccer, and it it's interesting to see like how much Ted knows nothing about soccer because he's, he's a football coach coming from Alabama. Um, Alabama I yeah, think. and it's like and it's just really charming to be like how positive and confident that he is. He's like I know nothing about this game that we're about to to coach, and we're just gonna do our thing because this is what we do. Um, we meet uh, just about everybody, but we get Nate the Great. Um, a lot of really funny, like, dialogue, because we all know I'm a huge fan of dialogue. So a lot of weird puns, a lot of, like, hidden jokes. Uh, very, it, it's, it help, really does help set the tone for what Ted Lasso is. Because you don't like soccer, he doesn't even know what soccer is. He's like, and he, he's learning, but what he knows is, uh, what's his motto? It's not about the wins. It's about, oh, it's not about the wins. It's about making the players a better version of themselves. And you really kind of start getting that in episode one. So my pick, number one pick, is the pilot. What's your number two pick? I think you missed out on a great episode. Okay. For um, for my number two, I, I almost chose it one. It's Mom City. What season? Uh, oh, my gosh. Episode three. Uh, no, uh, season three, episode 11. I got it. Okay. I remember that one. It's where... Um, Second to last episode of the series. They all go to um, Man City to uh, play them in the... Champ- like the Not the championship. Yeah, the like... Semifinals. Semifinals, sure. And um, uh, they all go and 
Jamie's been in like a really, really bad mood. And Roy and Keely are, um, you know, kind of following him. And they follow they follow him all the way up until um, he stops them. And he's like, all right, why are you guys following me? And, you know, um, they're like, we just wanted to know if you're okay. And he's like, do you guys really want to know? So he's like, all right, it's kind of like a follow me. You know, he's got some mm-hmm. kids talking to him. like a, um, It's his hometown. Yeah. That's where he grew up. He's like, this is my city. He's like, you guys are following me. Don't follow me. Come walk with me. Like we're all we're all friends. We're all happy. And I have a mission. What's his mission? Um, his mission is to go to his mom, because he knows his dad was gonna be in the stands and was gonna root against him because he loves Man City. Right. And you know, since Jamie left Man City, spoiler. Because uh, uh, I probably should have mentioned that they uh, they play for uh, AFC Richmond. That's the team that they're on. Yes. So he's in Man City, Richmond? which is no longer his team. He's in a competitor team. So, um, he goes to his, um, family home and he's, goes to his mom and he's like, mom, how do I become me again? And he's like, you're just, you know, kind of stuck in your head and you're like, you're too, you're thinking too much about your dad and not too much about yourself. And he's just be you, just just the love of the game. Just be you, be that cocky little person yourself that's and a really she, good episode a lot of she, a lot of heart and how she says did you cry no no it was just dusty that weekend yes and um they end up playing the game right and are you gonna go full spoiler i don't care sure. um they end up playing the game you know jamie does amazing you know he doesn't score the winning goal but he close to it you know um you know, he was Jamie again. He played as himself, kind of cocky and, um, you know. Because he, uh, I think throughout the season, they're like, it, he is arguably the best soccer player in the league. Mm-hmm. But between attitude and whatever's going on in his head and, and at home and everything else, he just doesn't act like the best. So, um, so. After um, before all of that too is um, before they went to Man City because um, I thought the Jamie part was the most important part of the episode um, was the his mom Ted's mom shows up unexpected and was like hey I want to hang out with you and they're like well you know we got this trip she um, let me go show you to the team and stuff he they're t- she's telling stories you know doing the mom thing. Meets the boss and um, meet, meets the boss and is like, oh, this is your mom. She's great. And for some reason, Ted's like put off by her being so happy and and her like, you know, something wrong with her just unexpectedly showing up. So he ends up going to, well, I'm doing more than you're doing. Well, I'm not trying to give out spoilers and there's a whole other story that they don't even know about. But go ahead. No, hey. You did homework way more than I thought you would. So I, by all means, please continue. I love the fact that you are actually, you put work into it. My apologies for stepping on you. Please continue. So um, he leaves her at the, um, at his house in, you know, um, AF uh, at Richmond. And um, after the game, he comes home and, you know, she made him dinner and stuff. And he starts calling her out like f you 
like f you for not telling me you're gonna be here f you for not working on yourself because um i think this might be on one of my lists is um his dad no whatever i don't care what you're gonna say his dad um took his life when he was little and um uh, basically said f her for not working on herself and just you know um and and f her for not talking to him about it and trying to get through it instead of just ignoring right. it. Right. Yeah, because uh, it's it's very very powerful scene because uh, Ted struggles with some stuff in season two related to that, and he's like, like you were saying, it's like, mom, how come like this tragedy happened? How come we never talked about it? Like, why are you just okay with it? And so that was, it was a very good, very very good, very good scene. Um, and kind of gave him that closure, gave him a little bit of closure because he's been holding all that stuff in. You got to talk about your feelings, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> and um, after the mom, um, there's been drama between, you know, Nate and the team. And if you watch the series, you'll understand. Um, Nate goes and apologizes to Beard. Vice versa. Beard goes... No, because remember, he knocks on the door, and Beard's right there. He's like, why, oh, yeah. the hell, why the hell is Beard here? <laughs> Didn't he headbutt him, too? Yeah. Um, because um, Nate was, he... Um, he was on the team. He was with Richmond. And then he left. And then he left under some maybe not great circumstances. And, you know, he then he ended up leaving the other team and was home alone and um, was coaching through the through this other place he was working at. The rival. Yes. He was wor- he he quit Ted Lasso team and now I am on the competitor the, the rival team. Yeah. And because you're on a rival team, we're no longer friends. But Beard comes up and says what? That he forgives him and that um it's hard to go through you know, the fame and all of that Mm -hmm. that he understands because I feel like, I think it was Beard who was the only one who didn't want him back. Uh, Yeah. I mean, everybody slowly started getting it. Um, But Beard, uh, I think, what was it? Ted gave him a second chance and Beard's like, Hey, he gave me a second chance. I made something of it. I'm going to give you a second chance. He made a mistake, whatever. We still care about you. We forgive you. So, and that was my number two pick. That was a great episode. All right, my number two pick. These are going to be like only three minutes. What a loser! Season three, episode six, sunflowers. The team season three, they're not winning. They're not winning so much. They're they're down. The team's just not playing like a team anymore. There's something missing. So uh, they go, they have, a, they have a bad match. Now they're all hanging out. They're like, let's, let's do something as a team. So it's trying to get 25 of these guys to come up with something to do in Amsterdam. They're like, well, what do we do in Amsterdam? Let's go to a party. Let's go to a movie. Let's go look at art. And we're like, nah, come on. Uh, so it's just like this reconnecting of this team, um, the solution that they end up picking is a callback all the way back to season one 
uh, which was super adorable, and you never saw it coming. Uh, great callback. Team gets they they rebond, they reconnect. Um, Higgins and Colin, the kit man, uh, they kind of sneak off and do their own little. No, you mean Trent? No, Higgins and the young boy go see the jazz player. Are you sure? I think it was Trent. No, Trent went and left and followed Collins. So whoever the kit man is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, My bad. I'm getting them confused. Sorry. So Higgins and the young kit man, they go off on adventure. And Higgins is like, I love jazz because of this man. He killed himself here. But his music was so good. And it's Higgins kind of inviting somebody into his special, like, jazz universe. Um you have trying to get him to fit in almost a little bit kind of like hey this is important to me i want the so invites him in um there is collins i think that's where the confusion was collins is uh, one of the soccer players he's like no nah, i'm just gonna go do my own thing trent uh old journalist a reporter follows him we find out that collins is gay um trent uh colin finds out that trent knows and there's like this panic of like you can't tell like I'm in sports. I'm in a male sports game. Like you can't tell anybody. Like this isn't like you can't do that. Like please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. And then like um Trent's like, no, I get it, I'm gay. Uh, so there's like this really kind of like um really vulnerable uh moment between these two words. It's like I know what you mean. because uh, Trent's married and he's like, Yeah, my wife gets it, my kids get it. Um and he's like, You you do you whatever your process is whoever you want like i'll support you whenever you want to do um and then probably one of my other favorite moments of that episode was jamie tart teaches ray kent how to ride a bike oh yeah that was that was a funny moment <laughs> um and their bond in season two is so good uh, like yeah because they, they were rivals season one like i'm the best and you used to be the best and like they would just butt heads because he's like you're too cocky and he's like you're too old he's like you're a prick and he's like you're a prick, <laughs> um, and season three they they're starting to kind of like bond a little bit but Jamie's like I'm gonna teach you how to ride a bike let's do this let's get on the bike and he fallen off and he and he finally gets on um, and then <laughs> Roy's like those like he wanted to see a windmill he's like I want to see a windmill. He's like, let's go find it. And so they get on bikes and they end up riding around until they find like a real windmill. Overall, really good episode. Rebecca has a, a really fun moment falling off a bridge, meeting some man. Um, she had divorce problems seasons one and two. So she's kind of reconnecting with a man in a relationship. And uh, Ted, he's struggling. He's like, I don't know how to get my team to win. So he goes to a, in Amsterdam, he goes to a, an American themed restaurant. So basically like a, what a Chili's basically. And then they're all, Hey, how are you doing? And they're all cowboys and stuff. And he kind of has this weird epiphany, but it was just a really fun episode to kind of to see the growth over the last three years of everybody. And then how everybody's just like reconnecting with each other. What do you got for your third pick? I'm stuck between these two. Cause I'm scared you're going to take one. Okay. But I'm going to go with it. My, um, Oh my God. My, sorry. Um, my next pick is um, Man City. 
What numbers? <sighs> I didn't know I was supposed to write numbers down. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, you find that. Can you find the number? I'll find it. Um, uh, Man City is when. Um, Season two, episode eight. Is when they go to Man City. Because, you know, Jamie was released. This is season two. So he was released this, like, this, like, season, um, like, soccer season. Mm -hmm. And um, this is his first time going back. And his dad is a not big supporter, you know, of the team. And You're Man City. You're supposed to be Man City. You left. Whatever. Man Man City all Rooting against his son. Right. And, um... Does he do it nicely? No. (laughs) Um, he like calls him out, you know, um, and stuff. And, um, this is also, um, because before this, um, Rebecca, uh, you know, was talking on this, this app, mm-hmm. this dating app, which is, um, where you don't get to see their face, but you have to get to know them from their personality. So she gets this match. They've been talking for like a month now and they're supposed to like meet up and stuff. Um, so they both like they go to this thing and surprisingly Sam Avasanya um one of their star players is there and it's just like oh so the owner of the soccer te- uh club was chatting up chatting up with her player one of the star players well it's funny too <laughs> because they didn't notice at first they're like oh Tell him I said hi. Like, um, they're like, oh hi, um, you know, just waiting here for a day. And oh, like, coincidence oh, that we're both here. Yeah. Um, tell you want to say you want to tell Keely I said hello and you know, hi, and then they realize um, they're both there for the same reason. They're there for the same reason. <laughs> um, and she's like, I'm a pedo, <laughs> and it's like, um, Cause she's, I mean, she's a good looking like forty five, maybe good looking forty five, and he's twenty three, I think. Yeah. So. Um, so she's all she's embarrassed. Like, yeah, and then they end up sitting down for lunch, and they end up liking each other. Because um, while this is um, because um, um, I'm using a lot of ums right now. Yeah, but I'm saying a lot. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Your um, volumes are good. You're not moving anything around as much. So hey, it's a win for me today. <laughs> um, moves my head and ruins the volume. Um, but um, 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 trying to stop using um. But this is uh, where they, you know, they. Um, so now you're aware of it. Now yeah. you can't stop it. <laughs> um, I did it again. I'm going to cut the episode down. <laughs> um, it was a good. Uh, this is, and then after that, they, you know, walks her home and, um, you know, they're like. And, and they flirting. Yeah, like, sorry. And then Rebecca. And she's like, no, I can't. No, I can't. And he's like, all right, all right. Flirt, flirt. And then. Um, <laughs> She ends up trying to go back to his house after, you know, drinking a whole wine glass. And he's, like, um, staying there. And he's like, why'd you send me the address? And, you know, he does that, you know, right. that Riz. Well, and he's like, and he's like, why'd you send me the address? Um, and he's like, that's for next time. And, you know, they hook up and stuff. Oh, what's, and what's really nice about it is Rebecca in management going through the divorce and everything else. Like, she struggles with trying to, like, find value in herself and she's like why shouldn't I be allowed to go out and date somebody mm-hmm. I had a good night with Miss Sam and she's like I, I, sh- I can't I shouldn't do it and then she's like why not like we're adults we're all consenting she's like screw it um, <laughs> what happens at the very end of the episode uh, yeah this is this is where like this is another good, like a feel good moment almost 
Almost. <laughs> um, so after the game, spoiler, they lose. Um, and I think their season's over right. after that. So they're like, oh, Jamie, you have like a, a guest. He wants to speak. And he's like, bring him in here. And it's his dad kind of, you know, rubbing it in, telling him that he's like, a, Woo, Man City, you suck. Um, well, he doesn't. It's not like it's, it's mean. He's like, you're a disappointment. And he starts pushing him and pushing him. And he ends up smacking Jamie, and then Jamie finally rebels back and punches him in the face. And, you know, they they have to escort him out because he's right. security, and then after that... Um, in front of the whole team, yeah. right? and then he feels, like, embarrassed. And, um, you know, before this, Roy and them had, you know, had their struggles, and Roy realizes that he has to do the right thing and be the bigger person, and he just goes there and hugs Jamie. Right, Jamie's a prick because his dad is a prick. Like, he's he's... Well, uh, emotionally uh, abused for years. So Jamie's the way he is because he has to try to live up to this image of dad. And like, yeah, like Roy's like, oh, that's why he's such a prick. And then just goes there and hugs him. And I, th- that was just a great, that was just a great episode. And th- this also leads on to the episode after that, um, Beard's Night Off. Yeah, yeah it night was a, out, it out. was a, it was a good episode. Very emotional. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff happening with uh, with Jamie. Um, I do like the uh, the Rebecca Sam dynamic. All right. So we said number three, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go episode two. No, sorry, season two, episode five, for my number three pick, Rainbows. Let's oh, see. All right, you didn't get it. This one. A lot of Nate. Nate's um, nervous. He's kind of like a, a quiet guy. He he knows a lot. He's very smart, but he doesn't know how to be one of the guys. Um, and he's slowly learning how to be one of the guys with uh, the team and with Ted and being a, like a semi-assistant coach. Um, but he wants to do something special for his dad. So I picked this episode because it shows the great... the the team of Keely and Rebecca and how amazing Rebecca is and how confident she is. Nate goes in and was like, how do you, how, where do you find your confidence? You're a female in a male driven sport. You're the only female club owner. Like how do you handle dealing with all these men? And Rebecca has this moment where she's like, I get, I get as low as I can. And then she raises her arms up and she just roars and she's like I just try to get as big as I can and she's a big woman as it is and she just like roars and Keely and Nate are like what what, what did Keely say she's like oh my god I want to take over Tokyo or something like that no. she's like you're like she's so no, big I think she, she was like that's hot somebody said I think you could take over Tokyo like that's how big she was. Like, um, I liked that episode. They called it back too, and I think season uh, three. Yeah, um, and then there is. Let me see what else. Oh man, now I'm all over the place. I'm worse than Liam. At least I'm not umming. I don't know what else happened, but that's the reason why I picked that one. That was a, just a great moment of just really like showing. Uh, the growth of Rebecca. She was kind of like uh, the villain of season one. And now she's helping out 
rando guy that she doesn't she barely knows the guy's name he was cleaning the pitch uh for for years and then all of a sudden she's like yeah come on keely nate you need help and she's trying to be a monster like a just a tiger just rawr uh so i like i like it, it kind of just good heart and spoiler he ends up getting the table he wants for dad at the restaurant that he wants that's where i was getting at wow all right your number four pick international break episode 10 season three this is another one where, you know, another spoiler alert, this is right after Nate quit his job, and he starts to work at this restaurant with his girlfriend, and um, that's that's Nate, so he's, you know, he, he just quit, and he's now at a restaurant with his girlfriend. Um, Rebecca is invited to a meeting for... Um, basically a rich rich kids club which is all the expensive clubs going at it and you know playing each other <coughs> for you know a lot of money and uh, there's like four stories so I'm just gonna tell them the beginnings um, the uh, the <coughs> beginning is that Keely lost her business she started a business banter which I think was the dating app right um, she lost her business, and she kind of has to say goodbye um, to, you know, Barbara, her assistant and stuff, and she's just really upset, and then, because she recently broke up with her girlfriend, and she um, ends up going to this, what's it called, pub, which... It was a hard pee. Yeah, pub where Ted and... Um, Beard usually hang out with with May, the bartender, mm -hmm. and she's kind of just sitting there, and she's like, I forget what May says, but it, it changed the perspective that Keely had on some things. It was kind of like, I don't need anybody but me to run something. I don't need anybody but myself. Right, because May owns the bar by herself. She's like, don't you have a, a man or a husband that runs? She's like, no, this is mine. I don't need, I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like Keely's like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do it myself. And um, I think there's one more story. And while Keely is, you know, um, struggling and stuff, it's it's Roy Kent's birthday. Um, and um, you know, he has this party with his Phoebe's um niece. Yeah, and uh, they invite Jamie because they're best friends now, right? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And Roy gets all upset and. Cause he's you know he has to wear this shirt and stuff. There's like six <laughs> she, stories. She made like a tie dye shirt. Um. So um, you know he's celebrating, getting presents and stuff. Um. And another another thing that's going on is that <laughs> I know, jeez. Um, Sam has his own restaurant, right? And um, some guy they think they're gonna have the busiest service ever. And you know he back in season two he declined an offer to go play for a Nigerian team. Okay. Um, and the guy, the guy who they didn't end on very good terms because um, he didn't leave. He stayed with Richmond. Uh huh. And he basically like just trashed him and was like, "You're not good enough." Um. Sorry, I'm just a lot of things going on at once. <laughs> so then. He um, was talking to him, and he's like, then he got kind of got down in the dumps and, you know, clowned his chef. He's like, is this actually Nigerian food? 
um, you know, and was like, um, saying all these things that just hurt, um, uh, what's it called? Hurt Sam, and it just hurt him physically and mentally. And while all of that's, um, going on, they have, um, it's his birthday, and he's picking up Phoebe from school, and, um, talking to the teacher, because him and the teacher kind of got, like, a little mini friendship going on. They were flirty. Yeah, a little bit. But he didn't mean it, and he didn't realize that's what he was doing. Yeah, and, um, Nate eventually goes home to his, you know, his house, his family home. He quit his job, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, I'm depressed, I'm just gonna stay at home with my mom. Yeah, and, um, he, like, they leave, and he ends up, like, look, going through stuff, and he's like, I used to play the violin. And he ends up just playing the violin, getting his love for it. And his dad ends up walking in, and he's like, Nate was like, you never really appreciated me. Like, you've never, ever, like, it's never felt like you've cared or never felt like it mattered to you. And his dad kind of had that moment where it was like, I've never been disappointed in you. I've just, I don't know. I've never had that when I was a kid. Or it was like, I just didn't know how to show my appreciation. Like, I wanted you to be the best. So I didn't, I, that's why I pushed you because you were good. I thought you wanted it. So I didn't, like, I didn't let up. And I just, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I, I didn't realize. And they, yeah. And, you know, they end up hugging it out. And Nate kind of figures out what he's doing and stuff um, after that. And, um, then Keely ends up, um, giving us, uh, her, Rebecca, talking to Rebecca about it, and Rebecca ends up paying for, you know, her side, because, you know, you gotta have the... She lost her job, and Rebecca's like, fuck it, I'll pay it. Yeah, um, being a great friend and yeah. stuff, and, you know, um... But Rebecca was, but it wasn't like a pity offer. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'll just give you the money to do your little project. She's like, no, I believe in you. And if your ex girlfriend can't see that and can't put the relationship aside, then I we're best friends. But I believe in you, and I believe in your your PR company. I'll give you money for it. And it was just Rebecca's way of me. Like this is what friends do. We support each other. It's kind of like what we do with like with JJ. It's like you want to do something we'll support you and that's what rebecca ended up doing very good job um and rebecca's uh side before all of this she went to this rich kids club meeting and you know basically said it was trash and that it was all for money and it's not gonna benefit soccer it's just gonna um make it like super expensive and it's all for the money all these guys are just old people who want are greedy and who want money because they were all eating dinner and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of the we got into soccer because we love the game. We bought these clubs because we love the game. We like the the players. We like the energy. We like the fans. The fans come. We appreciate them. And this meeting to change the league for more money. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's not why we're. She's like, that's not why we got into soccer in the first place it wasn't for money it was for the love of the game and she calls all these old white guys out and it's like you guys are all sheep you guys remember and she goes like through the room and she's like you 
you used to do this when you were a kid. You used to do that as a kid. And she's like, you guys have and lost then, your yeah, way. And um, I forgot to mention, like, probably the most really important part is Rupert was there, her ex-husband. And she brought up to him. And she's like, remember when we used to do this? And, like, you would do anything to go to a football game on right. a Saturday. Like, you'd we'd get money and we'd both go because we loved it. And then... Um, I think she was like, you even bought the club so you wouldn't have to worry about not getting into the game. Like, you wanted, you love the game so much that you're like, how do I get into every game? I'll just buy the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, and then it just kind of brings in that greed aspect. And it's like, you know... Um, do something because you love it, not because of the money. And then the guy who's had anger issues in the past with, you know, Sam gets all mad and freaks out and like flips food on all of them. Right. And you know, Rebecca and Rupert kind of share a laugh and he leans in and this is when you're like, oh, Rebecca's it. She pushes them away right. and she's like, no, right. I'm sorry, we can't do this. Um, and my funny moment for this episode that I really enjoyed was the Danny Rojas and I think it was Jamie Tarthait or it was it was Danny Rojas and somebody he had hate for and was constantly just like, oh, the goalie. Zar, Zar, Zar. So international break day is everybody stops soccer and Plays you go back national, to your national team. You go back to your, your native uh, country and you play for your country team that day. Mm -hmm. And Rojas gets paired up with the goalie's country. Zaro. 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 Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, what's up? Um, and he's like, like, they're all team. But the second they announced that they're playing against each other, Rojas, like a switch. It was like, we're enemies now. Don't talk to me. They're on the plane. He takes his chips and crumbles them. And trolls um, them the whole time. They played the game. He kicked the ball right at his face, broke his nose. Like aggressively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the match, Good, good game, you know. <laughs> like nothing happened, like. Uh, and he's like all scared and stuff. But I just thought it was a great episode, and you know, Roy and Keeley had conflicts before that, and this is like the first time they kind of met up. And you know, she's like flirting with him. You always, I always thought you look good in orange and stuff. And you know, uh, I don't know what the scene is because at the end it's with. Rebecca and Ted and they're both in there and she spits the coffee out the tea out like he did in episode one at the end alright uh, my Jeez. number four pick we're only on four my number four pick season three episode seven the strings that bind us fun episode they're trying to find new ways to kind of uh, get the team playing as a team. Um, I think this one comes back oh, after. Oh, is this when they did the triangle? Yeah. Like, so, the triangle? Uh, my previous pick uh, was Cause they, cause Ted they, comes up with this triangle uh, defense game so, plan. They, no, they all they all go in there and they all they all like sit on the whiteboard, right? They're like, this is the play, right? That's how they did it. You're right. Well, so they're trying to figure out how to play this diamond formation or this triangle formation. And then it completely changes the way that they play the uh, the game because they used to play um, strengths and weaknesses. But this triangle format was like, we're all going to be semi-equal and utilize each other slightly different. So they didn't understand how, how to do it. So they had this idea of like, well, we're just going to tie strings to each other. Oh, because it was when you move, someone fills in your spot. 
And when you move, someone else fills your spot. So they're like, we're just going to try tie strings to you guys. So that way, wherever Rojas goes, Jamie follows and fills in that spot. And it escalates to a point where they're like, well, we're just going to tie him to your guys' uh, willies. So you have, Oh, yeah, I remember that. So you have all these soccer players trying to play soccer while tied to each other with a string. So everybody's obviously running like very like wobbly penguin walk. Right. Because no one wants to like go too far. And then obviously not have a one runs off, pulls the string and everybody freaks out. And then everybody's super happy when they finally realize, okay, we didn't rip off anybody's willy. Um, but the, the best part about this scene is, and the reason why I picked this one for my list is it's the moment Jamie Tart shows his full potential of what he, he again he's the best soccer player but he he thinks he is but he doesn't know how to like show it like he doesn't know how to do the teamwork thing and eventually he goes to the chalkboard uh, the whiteboard where they have the formation set up and he basically stops everybody and he's like we're doing it wrong we're trying to play through because it's Jamie in the middle and everybody's supposed to play uh, through Jamie or to Jamie. And what he does is he sits back and he looks at it because he loves the game. He knows the game and he looks at it and he's like, we're all, we're doing it all wrong. He's like, what happens is, and he, and he plays it and he moves it around. He's like, you play through me instead of to me. So, and he, and he mapped it out. And then they actually had a match that, uh, the next scene and they do it and it's passing and it's back and forth. And it's just like everything that they've been doing for seven episodes of season three, which is like, we finally got it and they make this fantastic goal. And then from then on, they go like, like plus like 15 or something in a row. Um, so I liked it because it really just highlights the, the, the character arc of Jamie where he's a punk in the season one. He's trying to find redemption in season two Season three, he's like, best. all right, he's like, how do I become the best? And that's when he started training with Roy. Roy. And this is the moment where he stepped up and was like, here's how we actually do this triangle formation. Um, let's go with a fifth and final pick. We're going to do five picks instead. My fifth and final pick, Lavender. Was that your pick, your next pick? Nope. Sure. So Lavender, which episode is that? Um I think it's a season two. Um, it's when um, Jamie goes on this re- reality TV show. Season two, episode two. Um, goes on this reality TV <laughs> reality TV show and, you know. It's one of those dating ones, right? Like a Bachelor yeah, or like yeah. Love Island or some stupid shit. And after he, like, you know, goes on this TV show, they announced that Jamie Tart was released by Man City, which was the current team he was on, which he was traded to by AFC Richmond by Rebecca because they connected with Ted and he, Rebecca was obviously a bad guy in season one and Rebecca wanted to like so cause the, bad blood. To end season one to kind of, as a villain, to sabotage the team. They're like, we're going to get rid of your best player. Go to Man City. And then season two starts and he's like, no, no longer with Man City. Uh, yeah, and you know you're no longer a soccer player. Ted, right but now. Ted doesn't like me, and it was like, and it was hard to explain to to Jamie that it wasn't my fault. And they end up having a scene in the bar in the pub with May, and it's Jamie and um, 
Ted and they're talking, and you know May's like, yeah, you should come back because they she wants to win, and um, was kind of just like a heartwarming scene because he was like, I'm like, I just don't get why you released me or like why you didn't want me anymore. And Ted was like, I never did it, and he kind of realizes it, and he's like, oh, and you know, he kind of apologizes a little bit, uh huh, humbling, mm-hmm. and um, and then they they you know they talk and stuff. And he he, follow, he creepily follows Keely and tries to get her advice and doesn't work out. And, you know, she ends up telling um, her him to go to Ted, and that's how they met up. And at the end, it was, like, actually a really short episode because this is when they were only, like, 30 minutes right. long. 22 minutes long. Um, at the end, he was brought back. He came back to Richmond and was – the team hated it. Because he in season one he was a punk and he was a jerk to everybody. Right. So now he's trying to come back. He apologizes to Ted, but now how do you get the rest of the team to be okay with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my that last pick. Uh, my number five pick, season one, episode three. Trent Krim, the Independent. So Trent Krim is a uh, a journalist. Uh, really strict, kind of like like real hard on. He's like one of those uh, critics. Uh, that are just real hard on everybody and just critiques it to like uh, it's such a crazy extreme um and ted season so it's episode three trent's like you don't like why are you coaching a sport you don't even know anything about he's like oh well i don't know he's like this is what i do and he's like well don't you want to win he's like oh ted's like i don't care about winning and ted invites him out to spend the day with him. It's like, hey, you want to write an article on me? Follow me around for a day. So Trent follows him and watches Ted go to a, a school and talk in front of a class and do some soccer practice. Um, with Roy. With Roy. Um, he goes to a Indian restaurant uh, of a guy, a, a cabbie from, from episode one. He meets a cabbie. He goes and visits and says, hey, you said I can have, you know, to come by and try out your food. And he's like, we have curry. He's like, let's do it. He's like, how hot? He's like, the hotter, the better. And Trent's like, you're going to die if you're going to eat the hottest. And he's like, no, no, no. So they bring out all of this food and it's like the spiciest food on the menu. Trent tries a bite and he's like, I can't do it. He's like, how dare you? And Ted's like, he's eating it. He's sweating like crazy. He's like, you have to eat it. He's like, we can't make the guy feel bad. We have to put a dent in this food. And Trent's like, I can't do it. He's like, I'll, he's like, you will literally die. And he starts scraping it off his plate and he just eats some more food. And it, it's Ted showing him like, I'm not doing the, the school. I'm not eating the food as like a publicity thing. He's like, I truly care about people and connecting with people and i i wanted like he invited us over i want to show my appreciation to him and so trent ends up writing this article um because rebecca was hoping like something bad it was gonna be a bad article like oh he has no idea what he's doing he shouldn't be here and just kind of like this she was hoping for like a smear campaign right but trent was like his when he uh it ends with um, Higgins on the phone. With Higgins Rebecca. reading the article, 
And the article is like, Ted Lasso knows nothing about the sport, but he's... And he, he knows kinda, what he's doing. Yeah, he's like, maybe not, not what he's doing. He's just like, he is a genuinely nice guy. And I don't... And it basically ends with like, I don't know if he's going to do good or not. But I hope and I'm excited to see what he does. Um, I picked the episode because it really highlights what the entire show is all about. This one episode, um, very early on, season one, episode three. But it really just showcases everything that this show is about. It's all about the heart and it's all about caring and just being better versions of ourselves. So that's why I picked that episode. Um, I did not expect... Well... Let us know how you guys think about the the draft. Uh, we'll probably do another one eventually. I think we, we threw around maybe once a month or something. Give us some feedback. Uh, did we talk too much? Did I not talk enough? Um, do you guys even care? Um, suggestions on what, what other drafts you would like to see? And uh, don't forget to tell who was better on the Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Who's, whose list is better? I'll put it in the comments on the episode. And email us. If your picks, tell us what your top five picks are. Uh, we'll go ahead and read them out. And uh, me and Liam will pick the best of whatever submissions there are. And then whoever wins the Spotify, we'll put up the next episode. And we'll see if Liam can beat the list. A dollar off. No. <laughs> right? uh, if you want to give a giveaway, submit yours. And then you'll go against the winner of me and Liam. And if you win that one. We'll send you uh, the the two pack, the the logo and the pics. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I know. Again, most of you probably not seen it, but hopefully you guys got a general idea of like how fun the show is, and it is all about heart. That there's layers on top. I don't think we said anything about soccer. <laughs> we, whimsy. 